adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Episode 78, No Snooze Podcast. We are back in the booth. Michael, the show Pirelli, Dave, the body Regina, Claudio, the voice Valenzuela, and the one and only Justin, the intern Sanchez. Amen. <laughs> I listened to uh, to the, um, what was that, 77, I guess, last week when I ripped that intro. It sounded pretty good. I think the your intro game is fire. I think my repetitiveness is uh, I got to work on changing words. I, I hammer the same words over and over. <laughs> How good was that clip? It's good. It's so true. The though. time clip was so good. So Karina and I are listening to it, right? She's my she's my editor when I'm doing that type of stuff. I'm like, babe, just check this clip out. Let me know if it's valuable or it's trash. So she was like, no, super valuable. Then we listened to it again. I'm like, wait a minute. Let's count how many times he said time. Lots. And it was nine times. Lots. I'm working on my uh, my delivery and my dictation and okay. synonyms. I'm trying to be more polished, not fake because there's some level, but I say gonna all the time. I say things that aren't very professional yep. a lot of the time. Like a $100 bill? Uh, I don't say honey. <laughs> or like, what's a, what's a, uh, Erica says axe. Yes. Uh, ask, Shout out to Erica. Que- ask Tranquilo. She says axe. Tranquilo. Like she's P. Diddy or something. Yeah. But I tell her all the time. Um, pod bod, father figure update. All right. First, cheers, man. Highly caffeinated. Daddy never decaps. Yeah, I, right? I didn't get my espresso today. Okay. I, I think I'm back in the espresso game. Pre-workout not hitting like it used to, so I think I might be ODing. I don't know. You're all over the place with your suppies. I didn't like Ghost. I'll it's be honest. The t- I, I don't didn't know. Like Ghost. I think your taste buds are fried. My problem is I go into GNC, and I'm chatting with my boy Mike, and I get distracted, so I'm just picking random things off the shelf. So he recommended Red Con 1, okay. but then I realized I got sour gummy bear. What kind Ooh, of flavor is sour gummy bear? Huh? Is it like you got the reaction? It's not terrible. It doesn't taste like a. I, have you ever had a sour gummy bear? I can't say I have. I yeah. mean, I, the thing that I'm thinking about is um, Sour Patch. Yeah, right. It's exactly. So they should have just said Sour, sour Patch, but oh, they didn't but get the, the license. Somebody else does that. Yeah, Ghost, which oh, I just Ghost. had. So this is like the knockoff. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's I'm just so exhausted in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but me and Dana had a convo. You know, it was a little loud, but we had a conversation about how. Uh, it's hard for me to um, set my alarm and have it within reach because if it's in with within reach, of which I've talked about, I'll hit the snooze, snooze. not even realize it, not yep. even consciously do it, just kind of like whack. Mm-hmm. So what I've been doing now to try to make sure she doesn't wake up because the AC units aren't blasting, which muffles some of that sound, mm-hmm. and it's super loud. Now I wear my watch to bed. My watch vibrates like three or four times to the point where it gets annoying. And then I look and I'm like, all right, it's, you know, five, whatever. I got to get to my alarm so that it doesn't wake up Dana. Gotcha. So it's become this whole new, like, wake up where I'm stressed out, which I don't like. I have an an admission. Yeah, it's a terrible parenting moment. It was four o'clock, right? And every couple, I'd say every couple hours I wake up, Callie might be in the bed with us. You know, that's a whole different thing. But I feel her um, diaper. Just to see if it's wet, because lately she's been kind of peeing through the diapers. So I, we change her right before she goes to bed. So we think that she's going to rock out all the way you know, through the night. Sometimes she does. Last night, though, it was 4 a.m. She was soaking wet. Oh, But she was so knocked out that I just left her. 
And, I, and when I woke up, <laughs> I went back to sleep, woke up an hour later. And when I woke up, then I changed her. Is that bad? What is, I don't know what the rule is because I've been in situations like that where I know she's wet, but yep. she's not fussy yet. No, so no, you're no, like, this was wet through the sweatpants on the sheets. I was, just, but she looked so peaceful. I've also been known to do the peaceful. peaceful. Nice. Uh, I've always been known to like she wakes up, she's soaked, yep. and I just take the pants off and just air dry them, right. and then I just leave her in her <laughs> yeah. diaper. But this one was bad, man. She goes right through the sheets. Uh, tough, tough moment. But there's my there's my bad parenting admission. Are you sure you didn't go to the bathroom? Uh, Have you ever? It, it kind of looked like you wet the bed. Probably college. Really? Yeah. I think mine's been more recent, <laughs> and it's just tried <laughs> because I sleep ago. through it. A couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Um. All right. Got off track there. Pod yeah, bod. That's my fault. That's all right. Listen, I'm sitting pretty in the top five right now. Not only are you sitting pretty in the competition, your bench is uh, demoralizing, to say the least, because hey. I put up 315. I'm feeling good. All of a sudden, <laughs> I see 350. I don't even know what numbers you're throwing. 365. <laughs> 365 on a string. Now, but before we go there, for those that have been following, Men's Journal, the legendary dad bod competition, opportunity to win $25,000 in a two-page spread in the Men's Journal magazine. And you're possibly going to get some more shirtless picks because that really worked well. It worked well. And I said to Dave, if I was in the competition, <laughs> I'd be a lot more shameless in promoting myself Yeah. because the prize money, that's a lot of money. Yes. Yeah, it's good money, man. What are you going to do with the prize money once you win? I mean, honestly, I told you, I'd be I'd be in debt 50000 <laughs> if I gave everybody $1,000 that asked for it. Like everybody, oh, everybody's like, you owe me a thousand, you owe me a thousand. Did, owe... did I like, ever ask you for any listen, cash? Listen, and I just get... don't want you to forget about this. That's <laughs> it. That's all I want. Of course, man. But um, what, what are you going to do with the prize money? Let's talk about it. Because you're getting it. We're doing it. See, I don't know, you don't man. Jinx I mean, it? I, I want to, yeah, I don't want to jinx it, but I'm also confident in where I'm at. I don't know when it gets to the next level and the rounds reset. I will be going up against some, you know, highly, um, influential people that's a good oh, really? word yeah i looked at some of their profiles i got a lot of followers wow, as scouting. well yeah man of course i gotta see the competition really yeah. anyone have be honest with me anyone have a better body absolutely really yes a hundred percent really yeah. what about the personality wise? i don't know if it's a, see when when it comes to this competition and the winning um person becomes the uh spokesman Right for for men's journal oh they got you on, as a spokesperson too spokesperson oh, wow. when you pair that with this dad bod right here, Mon with this money. beard right here, yeah. I mean, it, I don't know if everybody's got the package. I think you're the. I think your new nickname should be the total package. I, there was a <laughs> That's guy, pretty good. There was a guy in uh, college. We went to see the final four for UConn, and I think it was VCU. Remember when VCU yes. was on like a yeah? Heater? They made a nice little run. They had a dude that ran the band. I don't even know what you call that person. Ran the band. Ran the band. What is that guy? Corey, the uh, band runner. Yeah, band runner. Whatever his name was. <laughs> My man came out in, uh, you know when, um, who's the guy in rock, you don't even see movies, the guy who, ow, Brown, Brown. James Brown. What movie is that? So, James Brown. James Brown, wasn't he Brown? <laughs> James Brown. Wasn't he? No, no, no. He was normal. Oh, oh. He was the dancer, was, king of, king no. of uh, I forget no, what it was. I thought there was somebody. So my man used to come out. Ray Charles. My it. man used to come out in a robe, right? Mm -hmm. Like one of those robes that you wear like to a boxing ring. Okay, or, yeah. You know, real yep. real ornate, like Ooh, glitter, all that stuff. My man who was running the band came out in a VCU colored black with gold, right? Sparkles everywhere. Yeah. Came out to start the game. He had the student section go wild. And it said the total package, and That's it would go you. like this. And then right as he's doing this, the band's... <laughs> and then he starts going wild. 
I was I, like, I think this I need that. Incredible. I think I need that. I need that in my life. For real. I walk into appointments. I need. I, I'm thinking like a hat too. Yeah, but the Some nickname sort of was incredible. Right. Some the sort total of package. That is a good one. Big scientist is pretty good too. Um. Yeah, the big scientist. The big scientist. So we had, yeah, I mean, there's there's uh, going to be a couple more rounds. You're going to go to, ho- hopefully when this comes out, I, I actually won the top five. I think I think be that's a lock. Lot, we could be talking a lot of junk here, and then yeah. somebody, you know, invests 20000 in their own votes or that's something. That's true, too. Yeah. Like, that whole money element. You might have someone who's just doing it for, like, <laughs> yeah. reputation, you know? Yeah. That's like a billionaire. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But uh, bench press has been good. I it's mean, good. You know, I mean, three sixty five on a string. I loved your video one thirty five on a string. string, dude. What was I doing? Shoulder <laughs> press. Shoulder my press. shoulder is so. My shoulders are so weak. So far, I didn't want to say anything. But this, you know, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> yeah, it's head, shoulders, hammies are so weak. <laughs> uh, finished up prolon as well. Crushed that. Right. Yeah. You're on a roll, huh? You saw the. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just. I- I'm trying to keep the momentum going into the end of the year. You got nice momentum. I could I could get very uh holiday-esque with yeah. my uh, yeah. and I don't want to jinx it yet, but I might be going into surgery in December and it might put me out for 2 weeks. Oh my god. Now if you put me out for 2 weeks around the holiday season. Are they fixing your biceps? I might no, my nose. Oh. Yeah, you couldn't notice. No. <laughs> uh yeah, I go I go there yesterday. I had a consultation and she's like I would bet my license. That you've broken your nose multiple times. That's such an aggressive no, comment for someone. Because uh, was this on? Like, did you ask a question? She just said that off the bat. No, she asked me, "Have you ever broken your nose?" And I said, "Why do you think that?" Because okay, it's so it was, uh, she just yeah, said, and she was that. like, "Honestly, oh like I'd bet my license that you've broken your nose probably three times." Oh my god! And I was like, "But can you break your nose and not really know it?" She yeah. said, "Absolutely." Yeah. Um, and it, fun, uh, it wasn't a fun game, but my brother, Matty Reg, you know, back in the day, we would wrestle, and this dude, he would o- only have one thing to do to me, and it would punch, he would punch me square in the nose, it would pop and bleed, oh my and then God. he would run away. Jesus. And this is when we were young. Yeah, like, I was, how old? Yeah, pr- he was probably six to 12 years old in this in this span of time that he was breaking my nose. That's wild. Yeah, and then I would catch him and then, you know, do some damage to him. But um, you yeah, have, I don't blame him. You're kind of like Owen Wilson. You ever see Owen Wilson's nose? What's that? You've never seen Owen Wilson's nose? No. <laughs> That's going to be good side by side. Looks. But is he a drug camera. addict? No, dude. He's oh, one of the best they, You know, there's drug addicts that have terrible addict. terrible noses. Yeah. Um, That's wild. Yeah, it's bad. No, so this is this is my camera right here, right? Yeah, I'm looking Owen straight Wilson on CV. right next to his CV, face. Am I, am I locked in? You guys are twins. Yeah, Put the so wig I'm, on leaning, I'm leaning left here, heavy. Oh, my God. That is atrocious. But he's known for it, dude. He's known for it. Oh, come on, man. And he's He's a, a lady's No, My so man's got I have a full collapse. This is the diagnosis. Full collapse on the left side. No cartilage left. Jesus. Right? And then obviously the deviated septum, which isn't a huge deal. She's worried about as I get older. Oh, my God, Justin, stop it. As I get older, it's going to really affect my breathing. And she said, honestly, I'm going to do this and I'm going to open this up to where you're going to probably be like, wait, this is what it's like to breathe? Yeah. I could go you for know? a nose job. I'm yeah, down. Hey, listen. I up. got one. Then Frank broke my nose. I got the deviated septum fixed, and I could breathe. My voice was different. Yep. We played basketball in my bedroom. We had like one of those hoops. He hit me with an elbow square in the nose, oh. broke it. Like three weeks after. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It was so nice, though. Have you ever breathed breath? Breathe right strips? Just breathe like normally. Yeah. Well, so they have breathe right strips. I'm just always nasally. I don't know if you hear it. Yeah. No, no, I couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> breathe, breathe right strips, though. They're incredible. Like it opens you up, open the airways up. It's almost better not to, it's almost better to be ignorant to breathing. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. So I, once you that, do might, that. that might happen, but that will affect the. Uh, When's the surgery? 
they want to do it in December. Can we I'm, record I'm not, while you're doing it? Yeah, right. I'll come in with the, the black loopy. and blues. I'll probably make like a story up. Like I got in this big fight or something like that. Uh, I got the black and blues. Burt Kreischer, one of my favorite uh, comedians, uh, he he did a promo while he was on anesthesia before oh, he fell asleep for his surgery. Oh. I, I th- it's probably still up. It was one of the funniest things I ever heard. That's like my the man best was 10 so seconds of up. life. Yeah, and then he was requesting entrance music to the surgery room and the doctor must have been a cool dude he started yeah. playing it for him and he was like it's hilarious <laughs> that is good so we're gonna do that um yeah i mean i'd be open to it i'm not gonna lie uh so she's very confident that you know one the breathing will drastically improve but then the physical appearance will be much straighter beautiful so and be then you're gonna be able to bench more and all that yeah stuff. absolutely Breathing's- but i can't lift for two weeks just enough time for me to catch up. Yeah, just for you to catch up, man. This is this is disrespectful. Anyway, you're looking good. Uh, no, I I'm putting I'm putting <laughs> out, no. I, I've really struggled. I'm gonna I'm gonna come clean. I've struggled this last month with having everything click at the same time. I've been getting some of the diet stuff down, but my scheduling's been like a little off. Livy hasn't really been sleeping great. She had a couple horrendous nights because she's getting her molars, and like work all of a sudden got super busy again out of nowhere. So, like, I'm on my heels right now. Like, if I'm in a boxing match, I'm my back's against the ropes. I'm getting punched in the face hands pretty good. Hands up, though, or no? I'm still up. Okay. Like, I'm still hands up. Hands are up, or you're just Hands getting... are down. I'm just getting punched oh, in the face. Oh, wow. That's tough. So, you're, so it's you're been good. Like, out. I'm getting, like, the the probably the highlights of my PodBot update is the diet somewhat getting refined as far as eating the same similar things, mm-hmm. tracking the food. You know, I'm trying to incorporate a... a a PB2, you know PB2? That's a peanut butter... Um, Dehydrated peanut butter, powder, basically. You can just mix right? it with peanut water. Peanut butter powder? Less fat, good protein. I've been doing a punter, a punter buddy. Peanut butter, PB2, and uh, sugar-free jelly, which is like more like a jam concentrate, mm-hmm. on Ezekiel bread every night. So I'm trying to make a couple meals like fixtures yep. and then fill in the blanks. Do you it's like that tough. or not? Yeah, yeah, I like it, but I mean, you're, you're tough because you're Michael the Show Pirelli, so oh, you the know, food show? you got a lot of food shows where you're pounding empanadas and stuff, We're so it makes it let tough. Me, don't let me forget about the empanadas. It, may, it makes it tough. They look delicious. So, the uh, but anyway, my point being is like, I'm still swinging, right? Like, I feel like I'm still making some progress. My squat has gotten much better. I'm feeling more comfortable yep. getting in the pocket. Getting deep They in call the it getting in the pocket. Yep. I've been watching some CrossFit, trying to get some uh, inspiration, <laughs> Yeah, because they have great form. I'm trying to get deep in the pocket. I think I need knee wraps. Stop, um, stop, stop. I think stop. I'm going to get some knee wraps. <laughs> I don't care what I look like as long as my lifts are getting better, my body's getting better, <laughs> but I can't get rid of my muffin top. It's showed up in a lot of content recently. I just see myself. I'm like, I can't get rid of it right now. <laughs> I think str- I think I got to manage my stress a little better, and I think my sleep hasn't been great. I've been exhausted. Okay. I've been getting up, but not with like the same energy I've had. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've been eating more food, so I should have more energy, but maybe I got to switch up the foods. Anyway, everything is in flux. The highlights are my my workouts have been strong. We had a nice closing yesterday, so I'm going to I'm going to spring for my weights finally. Okay. So I'm going to actually be doing Get more donuts. Weights, more donuts. Um my wrist is still effed up a little bit. I didn't want to admit it, but it was getting better and then last night Dana was like, "You think you could bench me?" I don't know how much absolutely. she weighs. I was like, "Absolutely." But she kept squirming. I'm like, you gotta stay still. Like, and I was trying, and she effed up my wrist. Oh, I got her. Pr- like, I was doing it like this because yeah. she was w- wiggling. But I anyway. have a video from college of me doing bench that. pressing Karina. Yeah. So what do you do? I the arms a- crossed, legs crossed. Um. Yes. Yeah. 
Definitely. The legs yes. are the hard part because yeah. if she doesn't help you balance, yeah. it's like well, when you're strong, it's easier to um you know when to, to, to stabilize. To balance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's let's be honest here. Let's talk to the to the people. Yes. About so I I visited the Pirelli Palace. Oh, one last thing. Go ahead. And I went into GNC yesterday, yep. and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get my body fat percentage just so I have it. Like I gotta rip the band aid, right? I'm gonna check. I gotta get my protein. Uh, I gotta get more pre workout. I'm gonna go see my man Mike. I get in there, out of order. I thought you put the sign on it. No. On purpose. And he was like, yeah, for some reason it wasn't registering correctly. The numbers were all off. And I'm like, how far back did this go? Yeah. Because I was Maybe doing this, this every was week. off. Yes. Yeah. And he starts laughing. I'm like, it's under protest. Right. You're my whatever. Deflate gate. A girl comes in and she's like, is that really broken? And <laughs> he's, he's like, yeah, it's, it just has been working. She's like. Do you know anywhere else where I can weigh in? Like, today? did she not realize that you were the no snooze guy? She must have, because she was she, listening she, to the episode. She goes, "Today's my weigh in day." <laughs> See, and she looked go. devastated. I was like, <laughs> "If this was during like the peak of that <laughs> yeah. thing, and I came in on a Friday and I had a great week, I would have been so devastated. I, I would have went somewhere." She else. looked like she was gonna cry. So I'm like, "You know what? I did it for a long time. Go to inbody.com, and it shows you everywhere where they have it. Yes. I know Levels Fitness." Yeah. They have one. There you it's go. About Forty-five you minutes. See this big bear walking around. Yeah. You know, just say hello. But I thought it was hilarious because she was <laughs> so is, devastated. Yeah, man. No, that's that's pretty good. Um. So my anyway, my well my body fat it's very similar. So I finished up Prolon like we said. Started out at two thirty-five. So I was getting a little heavy, and I put the pictures up. Check out that post. Um. Put like a little. Um. But what's weight? Right. What's what weight? Happened. Right. Care. What cares? Weight? You know. Um, but then I put the picture as well. Yeah. Extreme difference from Tight. day one to day five, right? Like Tight. for a five day, um, then I, I'm not going to lie. I went absolutely savage at the Pirelli Palace. Um, you have a video. We might as well send Great it to shot. CV so then he can put it up. To which, let pe- the, which Remember one? when I was, didn't I stack? First of all, I had four slices of pizza. Oh, that's way more than that. Four? I, well, four to what start. What were you counting in, dog I years? I think I had four to start and then two four. after. Right? I did that. But then didn't I take I did you cookies for cookies and then I put M and M's on them. Oh yeah, yeah. My man put cookie. No, you put M and M's as sprinkles. Yes, on a cake. On a cake. Then you were putting them in a cookie like a friggin' taco. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty Aggressive. good. Aggressive. It was pretty good. Um, so I I ate pretty monstrous for the weekend. Yeah. Get on the scale Monday morning, right? I got all the way down to two hundred twenty-five on Prolon Monday morning. Two forty. Two twenty-seven. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was incredible. And I will say, you know the next morning after you eat like garbage, you kind of feel like that, still that, uh, the the remnants of the bloat? Yeah, yeah. Every day. Tough feeling. Tough feeling. It was gone. And I kept saying to Karina, I'm like, did you experience this when you did Prolon? Yeah. And she was like, "Yes, that's the that's the biggest takeaway." I wonder if you were so depleted that Could it was be. just filling like all <laughs> the gaps, yeah, yeah. so that it just got burned Could up. Be, but I stayed strong on it, man. Like I really stayed oh, no, strong. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was, I was. Uh, they, they say not to work out like um, intensely yeah, when you're on prolon, like, okay. and I was like, "No, let me do a little more." Yeah, yeah. Just to see. You were like in the sauna. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, so I mean, I had a good good weekend of eating. I mean, it was impressive. It, you it, always listen, put on an impressive show, listen, but I do it quietly. You don't do it quietly. I do it quietly. Like I, I'll be in the corner, like you know, just. Pounding. I always, but you stand. So when you're up, like you're, you just fill. Like my kitchen's not that big, and he's just in the way eating pizza for like half the <laughs> night. I'm trying to make drinks for people, yeah. and I'm like walking around his big back trying to get to the food. That was a fun night. That was good. Next morning was rough. Yeah, uh, we had yeah, to drive yeah. up to Boston. It was a mess. But uh, so the empanadas, right? You want to talk about the empanadas? Yeah, talk to me. Uh, I feel bad I didn't bring because they're frozen, right? You can froze. We can heat them up. Um, Authentic Argentinian 
empanadas. I've never had an Argentinian. I've never empanada. had a real empanada. I thought empanadas were just cheese and bread. No, right? No, no, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I didn't know beef went in them. So I was a little embarrassed because she laughed and she's like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> then she, each empanada has a different shape. So okay. if it's chicken inside, it looks like a chicken. There's like a beak on it. Gotcha. Then if it has like. This is her style. Though. Her style. Right. Um, But it's authentic. The filling's authentic, right? So she gave me, uh, we did the episode, we did regular beef empanadas, which were incredible. You're not supposed to have sauce with it because supposedly the filling's so succulent, you don't need it. And you didn't. But she made a chimichurra sauce. And she's like, listen, I told you you're not supposed to have sauce, but like you need to try this. I'm like, no, I'm going to try it. She's like, Mike. Is it green? Was it a green sauce? It's like a green with yeah, herbs okay. and oil. Yep. She's like, Mike, trust me. Like, I got real serious. And I'm like, okay. Put it on. Fire. On, I'd put it, uh, it. I'm a sauce guy, I think. Like, I could put that on any type of bland chicken, and I'd eat it. Long story short, do the episode. She's amazing. She's like, all right, I gave you eight or nine different types. Bring them home to, like, share with Dana. Like, give them to friends. Like, let me know what you think. They didn't make it to the car. You ate them? I put them on the side, and I was snacking on them while nine I was answering empanadas. emails. I didn't even leave the parking lot before I ate the nine empanadas. Nine empanadas. They're light, dude. They were light. And but it was this a lot is of after protein. the epi. After the, so I had, Oof. I don't eat that 17 much or something like that. I probably had like three. So probably 11 empanada a day, 12. Uh, nine, I was going to say nine plus three is 12. Uh, that's 12. 12. <laughs> no. uh, very good, though. Wow. But that's been difficult. My ske- That was a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Then we had Dana's birthday. So, like, my scheduling, I try to do Thursday, Friday for the food show so it mm-hmm. doesn't throw off my whole week. And the last couple weeks, it just hasn't worked. And rather than fight it, I embrace it. You, embrace like, you know it. what? You're flowing with the punches as you're getting knocked out. As I'm getting thicker yeah. and looking like Tyson Fury. <laughs> hey, man, he's the legendary dad bod for real. It's the best. But he, hey, he, got he gives w. me inspiration. Um, what else? Uh, no, you're up this week. No snooze recommendations. Okay. All right. Talk to us. So one thing that I love is like a rags to riches story that involves sports. Another yes. thing I love is a nice gambling story. Yes. Ooh. Where I'm like, how much money did you put down? And like, there's some type of strategy to it because I always think I don't like to gamble, but if I do gamble, I like to bet on sports because at least I feel like there's some type of control. So this thing was called the series is called Bad Sport. It's on Hulu. It covered the Arizona State sh- point shaving scandal. scandal. Wow. Did you ever what know, year hear about that? it? What year was that? I've Ooh, heard. Of I that. don't know. It, it was old. Like it was. It had to be in the '90s. Right. Okay. Because like the you know when they celebrate they do this. Yeah. Like it's very animated <laughs> yeah. in the '90s. The shirts were all big. Um, the big glasses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it was money. So this kid was like 23, and I think he was in finance. He was like worth a boatload, but he liked to gamble. So he, in his head, was like, "All right, well." I'll go to like a local school and get like one of the best players that's from poverty. And for them, you know, $20,000, like a fortune, which I mean, if I was playing basketball, Greenwich High School, and someone was like, hey, shave some points, like a 20, <laughs> I'd probably do it. <laughs> so it basically follows this. He, he's kind of like a, he's not a mobster, but he kind of, he he tells a great story. You know how the the show The Scheme yes. that he recommended? He's just good at storytelling, which mm-hmm. makes it even better. And then the guys who are the lead guys have the confidence yep. where they pull out stuff like one dude was like, I don't need the cash. Just bet it on me for the game because we're not losing. Like he did stuff like that. And then he'd like deliver. Oof. So it, it was pretty stressful. But my man, I'll give you a little preview, put down first bet put down 500 grand and he split it up in between like six casinos seven casinos so it didn't 
raise any flags or more. He got his dad involved. $500,000. And he basically, the whole scheme is that you when you shave points, he was like, you can win, but you need to win by six points. And the spread was like 10. So he gave himself a little cushion. And the first game they ever fixed, he landed right on six points. Wow. And the kid was the point guard. His name was Headache. So, so it's a basketball. Basketball. Oh, oh I, I thought it was that. football. No, basketball, which is even harder. Like, that's hmm. probably the hardest. Maybe I no, don't remember this harder. Yeah, no, that's what I, I thought this was a, it must have been but another my scandal, man, I thought. So my man, the first game scored like 40 points. Wow. So he would, they were up like 20, and then he just started like throwing the ball away because he's the point guard. So he was just like, yeah. he's like, it's too easy. I could do this all day. So he was hitting threes, hitting threes, on fire, and then he scaled back. Because he scored 40 points, obviously no one's going to be like, oh, you threw the game because they won, yeah. but they won by six points. Wow. Long story short, it gets up in the millions that the guy's Perfect. been games on. But then if you think about it, it's like, when's it going to be the downfall? It was great. I really And what's it called? It. It's called, uh, the, the series is Bad Sport. I Bad can't remember sport. the actual, it was like Arizona State. It was like a very generic yeah. name. But highly recommend. Justin will put it up there. Hulu. Uh, one of the, I, I love it. I know it's illegal, but it's just so. <laughs> like, I love illegal stuff. Uh, but it comes back to the scheme where the, you know, that documentary where they mm. talk about college athletes are an easy target because they don't make money and there's no guarantee that they're going to make it to the league and not get hurt. So a lot of them would take this yes. because yeah. they fo- don't foresee themselves having a future. So it was That changed now, though, right? Yeah, like, which is wild. Athletes are, are able to make money, which which is smart. I mean, especially at that level, at that high Division One level. I don't I know. Mean, no, money, I mean, I mean, you're money selling get jer- involved in everything. But you're, like, you're, look, if you're selling a lot of merch with your name on it, mm. I mean, you deserve some sort of royalty from that. The purists, which I kind of agree with, are going to be like, it's going to ruin the college game, which I mm-hmm. agree. Because yeah, people are going to be playing for themselves, which, yeah. I mean, I would. Yep, if you're it. in that that's level. That's a good uh, good recce. I need to watch it. You, you'd love it. Yeah, I, love, love, it. I love stuff like and that. And you know when like there's documentaries and they have the real highlights mm-hmm. and the dudes are just like on fire? It's the best. Another three for yeah. headache. Another three. He's on fire. I got to I gotta check it out. And that is one, um, what is it? There's one a bunch do- of them. It's, so a, doc doc or it's a, a series. series. So the, each episode is a different one. Wow. It's been great. I, I don't know why I love that stuff with you, gambling and the sports. Yeah. You know what I've been getting into? What? Squid Games. I finished it. It's wild. It's stressful. It's crazy. All right. In theory, right? If the four of us were in a squid game, who's getting the fuck? You you would win like the squid part. Like the I have you seen the whole series? No, 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 okay, no, no. I'm no, on no. I'm on uh, episode uh, five. I think. How many games have they played? Red light, green light. Red light, green light. I'd run behind the one you. With the honeycomb because you're huge, and I'd just be like <laughs> the one with the honeycomb. The honeycomb, you're fucked. Yes, my I agree. The I, amount of caffeine dude, you eat, and how yeah, I would be you are, Your hands are big. Absolutely. CB, you watch it? Squid Games? You watch it? No. It's so it's, stressful. It's tough. Uh, so you no, know, I'm on episode five. So there was a couple, a couple games. I think three or four games so far. But it's it's rough. I, I'm getting a sense. Great, that great. The concept. old man is somehow involved. I'm not commenting. Have you been on Instagram? No. There's a lot of spoilers. No. No. Yeah. Old man is definitely involved. He He's too perfect. Oh, tug of war. That was good. When he started strategizing like that and the yeah. way that he was explaining things, I'm like, he's involved. The tug of war one, if I'm going to die in any I'm getting game, behind CV on tug of war. We're putting him right in the front. Yeah, if I'm going to die in any game, it's probably tug of war. You know? Yeah, your, your grip strength I would look soft. around and be like, what do I have the munchkins on my team? Rough, rough wrist too. You know, you're, you're, you're oh yeah, yeah. yeah we Not really, go from right side. Really, I stand you. on the right. You're side. You're extremely strong when it comes to stupid games like that, like arm wrestling. I mean, no, that's all technique. 
Game of Arms, one of my favorite shows of all time. What is it? That's Game, a party Game of trick. Arms party trick. There used to be a series that was it was called Game of Arms, and they would follow arm wrestling teams over the all over the country, and each week it'd be like a match. Yep. I loved it. It was great. This dude, I I remember the video, and it was college. It, it was in San Diego with the after uh, like Jordan drinks, jersey on, twenty drinks, right? Yeah. Twenty drinks deep, Jordan jersey on, goes up to the biggest dude in the bar. And he arm wrestles him, and he beats him. Yeah, who was that? And then he flexes into, what do you mean, you? No, but who was I up again? I don't remember, because I, I remember being really sunburned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. backwards hat on, I remember it. Backwards hat. Tactical baby gear. Tactical baby gear. The jersey was on. I he, buried that kid. It was It was good. It was very good. And and then the bicep, much bigger than you are now, though. I was thick, though. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I was like I was, 260. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. All maybe. I did was lift and like eat like an animal. <laughs> yeah. I didn't worry about anything. It's great. It was good good the times, good, man. The good days, man. I know. That's what I'm saying. But no, Squid Games, it's been... Um, I've been getting a little anxiety, I'm not going to lie, because I watch it at night like, oh, before I go can't. to bed. You can't. Oh, you can't. Dude, and the way that that voice kills me. Which one? Like the very monotone, her, like the oh, the double. The one I watch it. In, I watch it in the double. No, I, I watch it. Their mouths don't add up, which yeah, bothers that's the me. Dub where they I, dub in English. Was it tough? I really? Look, why would you watch it in Korean? You watch the whole thing in Korean. <laughs> Who dub? What the? Oh my! The whole god. thing. What is this? Oh my god! But, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Well, but no, you're no, more no. focused when you read though. Would you watch because it? Because you're like you can't. Some, yeah, I think they do have options. I did the dub over. Yeah, that's what I did. But the voices are so like animated, like yes. the woman. Yes. Yeah, your girl. That's your girl. <laughs> that is my girl. <laughs> I wonder what character I'd be. I'd probably be the finance guy that tries to screw him. I, I'm not feeling the. He's gonna die soon. The uh, the bully. Not feeling him. He's the, the, the dragon on funny. his face or something. Pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what they look like. I don't need you. <laughs> and they're like, so, it's oh, aggressive. Man. The Korean people, the shows that come out of Korea are really aggressive. But this now was a Korean show that probably took off and is just now taking off in the United States. Is that what this is? I think so. I think he's the the main actor became one of the big. He's a, like a big star, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I believe there's a story where like someone tried to buy the rights to it for like a hundred grand. The guy said no. Something Oof, similar one of again. Those. Yeah. So r rule of thumb, don't sell your script yeah. ever. Jeez. Um, all right. But you, it's really game. Of, it's like a mix between um, Hunger Games. Yes. Yep. But the finance element's interesting because it pulls people that are in financial debt. So you're like, yes. oh, that's logical. Yes. Like, yeah, it's a good, uh, good, good um, I guess, overall theme of it. Like, I, if I was in that situation, you might have to go enter for that it. game, right? So I don't know. It's tough. No. People Pretty getting shot right in front. Like, yeah, it's bad. Spoiler. But it's, like, it, it, it's bad. Um, I had a so switching current event, switching over. No, not even going current event. Going straight to it. Current event is you're huge <laughs> with the taco meat out. If you're not on YouTube, thank you very much. Like, um, subscribe, comment. <laughs> we broke two seventy. Oh wow, nice. quarter of a thousand. Some would say <laughs> quarter quarter. Uh, what yeah. is which is one one hundredth of a million? Wow, look at you. No, it's not. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. 
Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. Um, so the one-on-one stuff that I do, right? I always talk about it. It's my meetings with my team at work, and it's been so beneficial. I hope it's beneficial for them, but it's, I think, done more for me because I get, I get personal Right. It's 30 minutes where I'm sitting one on one with with an employee. And the first like five, 10 minutes is super just relaxed, lighthearted, catch up family, just just getting to know things. And the things that I've been hearing have just been incredible. Right. So my one of my last ones that I had guy I know 25 years, I actually knew him before we started working together. He used to play basketball with my pop. Um, so I go back a long time with this guy. Right. I've known we've all known that he's been sick. Right. You, you can physically physically tell that um, something's been going on. He hasn't been exactly I don't want to say honest, but transparent about, you know, whatever the diagnosis was. Yeah. Um, but knowing him, knowing the individual that he is, I could I could definitely tell that it was, you know, a form of of, of cancer. Didn't know the exact um, diagnosis of it, but we, we kind of knew then once once he was going through it, told him, look, just try to be as transparent as possible so we can support you whenever you need something, right? Like if we don't know something, I can't really help you out. So the other day was the first time that he told me like about the entire journey so far. And it's actually been three years of a diagnosis. The latest, um, you know, is he goes back and he finds out that the cancer is inoperable, right? Not terminal. Cause I had to, I had to ask him, what's the, what's the difference? And, you know, when it's terminal, he was like, you know, you better get your business in order because yeah. it's almost time to go. Um, inoperable, meaning that he can live with this. His father actually had the same form of cancer, lived with it for like 24 years before he passed. Um, he's diagnosed 10 years earlier than his father. Um, but, you know, they caught it early, but still inoperable. Right. So we're sitting there. We're going back and forth. And it's a great conversation. It's not like meant to be any sad moment or anything like that. Uh, but I asked him straight up. I said, you know, what is it now that you know to be true at, in life? Right. Like after experiencing this and, and going through what you're going through. I mean, he's, he's going through extreme pain right now with the with the chemo. He's been on, I want to say, 12 different um uh, set not what are they called sessions of chemo or yeah uh, sessions yeah sessions um you know the the pain that he was describing um you, you know just just something that you you really can't imagine the way he was explaining he's such a good storyteller and I, so I asked him that question and I said you know you don't have to answer but I'm just I'm just curious what 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 is it that you not now know to be true in your life and very humbly he said you know things just really aren't a big deal. I'm like, what, what do you mean? And he's like, you know, it really doesn't matter if you have the biggest house in the world. He's like, as long as you have a blanket, you got some heat, you know, you got a good family, getting a paycheck every two weeks. You know, nothing really is that big of a deal to where we have to be stressing the way that we do in life. And it was a, it was a moment for me. Like me, I'm stressed about everything. I overthink everything. I'm very um, dramatic with things. I'm sensitive with things. I'm emotional, all the above. And when you hear somebody that's going through something like that, to then say he looks forward to coming to one of the local community centers and just sitting there with the seniors, and that gives him energy, I'm like, wow, I feel like I've been, I've been misled like my whole life. You know, and it's my own fault. It's my own fault. We take things so seriously. And, and, and it's not a, um, again, this is not a sob story. But what it did for me was truly incredible. And I, I just had, I thanked him at the end. 
And it got me thinking about the concept of turning tragedy to triumph, right? And that was really the theme. I'll share some things that we're kind of going through at work that then made me develop now a process that I can kind of look at if people are going through a tragic moment in their lives. It doesn't matter if the tragedy is as small as a, you know, a, a broken relationship, you know, or a diagnosis like that. Clearly anything I'm going through in my life now doesn't even compare to what this gentleman did. But the conversation that I had with him was one of the most impactful things that I've ever witnessed face to face. Yeah. I think you can be appreciative of stuff you have, but also strive for more. Like I, I think they could be mutually exclusive. I don't think you can have one or the other. You know? Good point. I think if you're as long as you have that base and you recalibrate and you realize like this is what really matters, yep. you could still go out and try to get more and enjoy the process. But if it doesn't pan out, it's not the end of the world. It's right. You know, which actually yep. some would say it makes it more likely that you'll achieve whatever you want because then you have that like what's the worst that happened? I have my family, I've you know, knock mm -hmm. on wood. But it is uh stuff like that is super recalibrating. It's Dude, like, I was sitting there so and I, I tried to I was telling somebody else this. I try to base my relationships as a leader now at work as a friend, whatever, I try to base the majority of my interactions on positivity and making sure that I'm taking time out of my day to make whoever it is that's in front of me feel important, right? Because then when I do have to lay the hammer when it comes to work or something like that. Lay the hammer. Well, I have a little hammer on my desk, too. Yeah. They call me so Thor. You come in, you, you know. hit it. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes it a lot easier when you do have a negative experience that has to happen, right? So I, I've been focusing on that more and more and more, but these one-on-ones are a great opportunity for me to do it. Turning what we just went through with Hurricane Ida is the is really the only thing right now that I can say was a you know a tragedy that really went on. So I developed these. I think it's like eight steps. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. yeah. It's a can process. Can we condense your steps, please? It, it, but it's eight a process. I can't remember eight but it, breakfast. I'm gonna walk. Items. I'm gonna walk you through it though, because <laughs> maybe okay. breakfast. I'm gonna walk you through it, and you tell me. You know, if, if this I is, just hit a button if I disagree. <laughs> exactly. If mm -hmm. this is something that you know you can you can relate to or you would agree with. It's so funny how your mind works. Where oh, like, dude. You, you're like, I got to get some steps. Well, do you <laughs> do you know that I went? I'm trying to adopt some of it because I think it's super helpful to organize your thoughts. Because someone like myself, I'm pretty all over the place, and I feel like I'm being held back by lack. I'm somewhat organized to mm -hmm. an extent, but I always feel like if I'm more organized, I'm less stressful. I'll be more – like yep. you always can be more. Yes. So try to adopt a little bit, but well, it's so funny. And, and a little tip that I've done too, and I just started doing this. I want to say six months ago was the first time that I did it. I don't really know what made me do it. But I started using post-its. No, I love post-its. No, no, no. But during conversations. You got to throw them out, though. Well, during, no, listen. During conversations. So if I have a one-on-one -on -one with somebody and they say a couple of important things that I want to keep, I write who the one-on-one -on -one was with, the date, on a post-it, put it in a folder. Yep. That way I'm able to reference it. You know, even for the next one-on-one, -on -one, I'm able to kind of go back and check it out. But then once I'm done with it, I throw it out. I go digital unless it's an immediate need. Mm -hmm. Like if there's a me thing I'm going to knock yep. out that I got to remember immediately. Yep. I don't let my post-it stay on the desk because I've seen other people. It's just a mess. Yep. And I heard this quote that really stuck. It was like, a cluttered desk is deferred decisions. It's beautiful. Because you're... I love it. Do you know, and, and do you know on my desk though, every day I walk out. I mean, we have a full maintenance you're team. organizing everything? Dude. I got to pet about that. I don't leave my office because I cannot personally, me, walk into a messy 
space. You know Kramer? Joey you, Kramer? <laughs> is that his name? So in uh No seriously, is that his name? Seinfeld. Joey is it not Joey? Oh, I have no idea if his name is well, who's Joey. Who's Kramer? It's just Kramer. Oh, oh. So <laughs> I don't know. But I live my life like how he enters a room. You ever see him enter a room? He like slams the door up and runs in. <laughs> That's how I leave sometimes. Okay. So like I look around and I'm like, crap, I'll get to this tomorrow. Yep. But it's it, there is a point in the week where I'm like, all right, let me get organized. Just organizing. Yeah, because yeah, it can get overwhelming. And honestly, I find myself with the amount of things that I am responsible for, I would be doing myself a disservice by leaving all that on my desk because I would miss out on things that need to be done the next day. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Hurricane Ida, you know, we're talking millions of dollars of a, a loss in, in the town. And one of the facilities that we operate, um, you know, a community center, has a full basketball gym in it, right? It's, it's multiple floors. You've been there. Uh, full pool, all that type of stuff. So this was the tragedy that I can kind of relate this process to because me and the team had to sit down and actually go through this stuff as we were trying to rebuild. So we've become, I, I think I'm going to put on my, my resume moving forward, storm restoration expert. Uh, <laughs> Just because you are the I'm storm. having, but, I, but I'm having to design Basically, an entire gymnasium. It's something I've never like. You can't prepare for that, no right? Idea. I mean, like never from start know. start to finish. Though. How to design a gym? Yeah. Well, I mean, pretty much. Yeah. And then you start working your contacts stuff. Yeah. So day one, right? You have you're talking over a foot of water in the facility. You're talking a place to where you know people come for livelihood. This is where you know senior citizens come. They play bingo and. You know, they do all these different activities and we have youth development and recreation and social services, everything that you can possibly think of. You walk in the building to a foot of water. The water gets out. It retreats. And now you're left with a quarter inch to an inch and a half of mud scattered throughout the facility. Right. So step one is get the mud out, letting it burn, though. Your tragedy. It, it hurt. We sat oh, there, no I joke. Bet, I threw him in the mud. We like, sat there. Mud. <laughs> You're talking very literal, but yeah, no, yeah. I'm saying in the process, we sat there and there was grown men, grown men. You're talking general foremen that were crying because they watched this facility basically go to shit. I don't want to make a light of the situation, yep. but I have to ask. So your step one is let it burn. Yeah. You literally took an usher. <laughs> let it burn. Exit. Let it burn. It's okay. That's, that's what it is. Let it let burn. Let it burn. Let it burn. Okay. So like I, I yes, any trap like, like you the need- house is on fire, you can't do anything until it burns to the ground. Burn. <laughs> that's that's very little, but like I mean, you're in a, a broken relationship. Let it burn. Let it burn. You just throw an usher. In. Let it burn. <laughs> let it burn, baby. Okay, okay. Um, then after you let it burn, though, you got to allow some time to then accept the situation that you're in. Like for us, we you remind me. Yeah. What? Yeah, you remind me. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you remind. Oh, you're <laughs> good, Mike. Michael. You're good. Sorry. I had to take a swig of my caffeine here. Yeah, that looks... Accepting the situation, right? And again, I'm relating it to this one experience. You can relate it to anything that you think in your own life is a tragedy that you've gone through. Accepting the situation, looking at, okay, this is exactly what happened. There's really no way around it. But since you let it burn, it allows you to begin the process of moving forward. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Then we get together. We assess the damage of the tragedy. Right. Which for us, very physically, like you were saying, was look at the look at the areas that are ruined. Look at the mud. Look at the offices and the personal items that are done and start creating your list of things that need to be replaced. But you're physically assessing the damage or the tragedy that's gone in your life. Data collection. Yep. Data collection. I like that. 
Now, this is the part that kind of kind of hurts a little bit, but you got to be able to root out the lesson, like physically root out the lesson. So for us, we installed 11 years ago Storm drain. A, another maple wood floor mm-hmm. in a flood zone. So for me, the root lesson there is if we in- install the same type of wood flooring in this facility, the same thing, whether it's five months from now or five years from now, is going to happen again. Yeah. Right? So now we have to say, okay, we're not going to install that. Now I have to go look for another product that I can install. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like a waterproof? Pretty much. They so they, there is something called, and it's called plastic. You couldn't- um, It's weird. Plastic. Plastic. Oh, I thought you were just but saying it's, it. It's, like no, emphasis. no, no. It's a, a poured rubber floor- all purpose, um, you know. You're able to do everything from roller skating to putting tables on it, all that type of stuff. But you gotta, you gotta Terrible. figure out what it is that you can do to make sure that that tragedy, if you can control it, doesn't happen again. Yeah, or right? if it happens again, it's less damage. But again, in a relationship, you go through this breakup. Okay, well, what can I take from the relationship that I don't want to bring into my next one? Right? Like I, I am very aware of looking at what went on in my parents' marriage, but then also looking at relationships that I've been in the past to make sure that that doesn't come into my marriage now. Sure. Right? Yeah. How how are you feeling so far? Um, you lost or it's good? No, no, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Okay. I'm linking it back to the uh, the story I have from yesterday about the paint cans. Not okay. a tragedy, nope. but Talk just a similar situation. Talk to me. I was going to do it at the end, but it's quick. So what I've been trying to do lately, which is kind of what you're talking about, is to take a beat I've been getting into stoicism again. What do you mean take a beat? Take, take a, beat. a beat. Take a beat. So like. stoicism, the whole concept I talk about all the time is basically like you can't control certain things, right? But I've started to take it a step further where not only you can't control other things, but you got to think in everyone's... Before I react, I have to think about what everyone's feeling before I react, right? Stay with me. So yesterday, we're at a final walkthrough. The seller's cleared the house out and this is basically I'm meeting the buyers with the buyer's agent to make sure everything's okay to close right okay and in this scenario it's not uncommon for there to be like a last minute thing that holds up a closing uh whether it's something the sellers forgot something that wasn't done mm-hmm. so it's really like you're on pins and needles because you're like all right what are we going to walk into and how are we going to solve this situation so we can close right so we go downstairs Everything's looking great. In the past, there were some snake issues. So I'm like, are we going to see a snake today? We got some snakes. (laughs) So we get through like basically the whole house. It's like a 3,000 square foot house. So we get through the majority of it. Mm -hmm. We end at a lower garage, not even the primary garage. We walk in. I see like 40 paint cans and like maybe 10 are rusted. What color? Uh, All colors. Like it's a big house. So they literally had paint from like- And it's common to leave paint for the buyers in case they want to touch it. Of the current colors. Correct. But these were old. So I'm like, in my head, I'm like, all right, all right, let's see what happens. Like, you know, I know they're going to mention it because it's right there. The buyers? The buyers. So I'm I'm representing the seller. So uh, they mention it. Um, You know, they're not pissed off. It's not like they're freaking out and storming out. But clearly I can see it's like bothering them, Mm -hmm. right? So then the uh, seller, a buyer's agent comes to me and she's like, is there any way we can get rid of those cans? And in the moment, I thought about it for a sec, and I'm like, to be honest, it's pretty standard. So I did some quick math, and I'm like, if this is the thing that comes up, I can address it, but I can't say right now that I'll do it because I want to make sure that this is the thing so that I can manage the thing, Gotcha. right? I don't want it to become like, yeah, I'll take care of that, and then something else pops up because they realize that I'll do anything, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I got to delay it. 
So I thought about that ahead of time, quick. And I'm like, you know, pretty standard. Like, I, I don't think so. Uh, you know, let, let's just try to get to close. It's they're going to have a, um, a dumpster. They can clearly just get, their GC can get rid of it once they start the reno. They're doing a major renovation. Okay. So it's like one item. Probably in, wouldn't have been a huge deal. Correct. Gotcha. So I'm like, either way, it's not a major deal. Mm -hmm. I know that. So fast forward uh, three hours. We leave. Well, we leave. I give the keys. You know, we do all the stuff. I'm like, all right, bring this to the turn. You can't return until we're closed. Kind of the standard stuff. Then uh, three hours later, you kind of just wait because in closings, they're not in person anymore. So it's a lot of just like they sign, you sign, and then it, they just get a call and like, hey, it's done. So you're kind of just waiting. And I make sure my schedule's open. So if I need to run somewhere, I can. So I get a call from our attorney. Hey, Mike. Um, she left me a message. Hey, Mike. Uh, so we got a little bit of an issue. The sellers or the buyers don't want to close. They said they either they want a credit of X, I'm not going to say how much, or the, you know to get rid of the cans before we close. That was the contingency, and it's a you know it's a a pretty big like it's a good size house, right? Yeah. So I took a beat. I didn't call the attorney back yet. I'm like, okay. So now that at this stage where you're starting to get mad and you're like, what? Like this? Because you want to be like, it's kind of stupid. Yeah. When you like, think like this, you're going to allow this to ruin your deal pretty much. So what I've been trying to do and empathize more is like, okay, if I'm buying a house of this caliber and I'm paying, you know, top dollar, not like crazy amount, but fair price. Mm -hmm. Like I would expect that they would get rid of like rusted paint cans. So like, I can't be mad at them. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's not the best thing to wait to the very end yep. and then say it. They could have told me in person. Right. The agent tried to say something, but they if they said it directly, like, hey, Mike, we we know it's a pain, but is there any way you can get this removed and we'll be set to close? Like, if they did it that way, would have been happy to. Mm -hmm. So I think about them, like, okay, I can't be mad. Then I think about the, um, the sellers, my sellers. You know, they don't want to budge on the credit. Yeah, I wouldn't either. You know, it's paint cans. Mm -hmm. We leave it's standard. You know, some are rusted, but just throw them out when you're done. So I'm like, no one's wrong here. And I can't be mad at anyone because this is a transaction and they just, they want it their way and they're out ahead. What can I do? I can't get mad at the sell, uh, buyer's agent. Like, it's not her fault either. Like, she's not there at the closing desk. Yep. So I call the agent. I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right. So I'm not mad at anyone. So now how do we solve it? Like, what's the next step? Rather than be like an idiot to everyone, just yep. like, let's get it done. Let's get it closed. Call the attorney back. I'm like, hey, um, so if I remove the paint cans personally, are we good to close? Like, is the last thing? And she's like, yes, this is the only thing that's holding us up. So I said, okay, great. I'm going to go remove them. Tell the, uh, the attorneys. I'll send you a photo when it's done. I'm on it. Don't worry. Let's get this closed. I go, I have no idea how I'm going to get rid of these paint cans, right? I don't even know if they're going to fit in the car. So I'm backing up into, there's a long drive that runs around back. And the last leg of it's all grass. So as I'm going down, I'm thinking in my head, like, how can I screw this up more that it's going to hold it up even more? Don't drive over the grass. So like I slam on the brakes at the bottom of this hill. And it's probably like a 50-yard walk to where this garage is. So I'm like, I guess I'm getting my workout today. Oh, my God. So the other agent came with her husband and helped me carry them. But I had to put them all in my car. So How many cans at once are you At least 40 cans. No, no. Was, at once are you a, doing two? I was doing about a, an eight, four. eight cans. Eight cans? gallon. You know, gallon. Not a five, no, five gallon. But then they had the big, big ones, you know, the drums yes, that the were like gun. the dry lock and okay. everything. So I'm, I'm very familiar with general contract. Well, yeah, you know. Yeah. So long story short, all these cans are now in my little GMC. <laughs> like it's a, it's an SUV. It's not like a pickup truck and they're just everywhere. Right. <laughs> oh my God. And I don't even 
think because I'm like, I got to get all this info back to everyone so we can close. So the windows are closed and I'm driving. You're like, so I'm driving. I'm like, damn, like I got a headache. Oh my What's going God. on? And I'm like, oh my God, like I'm poisoning myself. I have 40 cans from like 10 years ago. Oh. So I throw the windows down and even with the windows down, I'm like super lightheaded. I'm like, oh my God, if I die trying to close a deal like this is great content. <laughs> good content, very good baby. Yeah. So I get back to the office and I'm like, does anyone have any Advil? Like, I'm really lightheaded. And my wow. office manager's like, what's going on? I'm like, I had to get paint cans out of the house. Like, she's like, I don't want to know. Here's Advil. Here's a- um, long story short, I, I bring all the cans to my house and I put them in the shed. Bar oh Miguel. So now I have 40 paint cans <laughs> that aren't mine in Do- the shed. Wow. And I'm like, at least it's taken care of. I'll yep. figure it out later. Mm-hmm. I might have brain damage, but we got it done. <laughs> but you're good. But the thing I was proud of is I don't always I sometimes I just react yep. and I say something too quick and I then you have to backtrack. So I was proud that I like waited, figured it out, didn't like yell at the agent. Everything mm. was very because then next time when something comes up, they're like, Oh, Mike's calm, cool, and collective, yep. we'll figure it out versus everyone get worried. So it was a it was a good like situation where it's Hell not yeah. major. No, no, absolutely. But even the um I, I mean the part that I loved about that was was one the the breath that you took. Well, but I, then I almost the, died because of the breath. Yeah, literally. I was in the car. But then the empathy that you showed to literally put yourself in their shoes to make sure like, look, if I'm paying this premium and you know what, this happens to be something like I'm very think about your dad. Yeah. Right? We're yeah. very like OCD with yeah, things. Yeah. Not that I would do that cuz I'd probably do it myself. You know, in terms of like, if I was the actual buyer, I don't think I'd be that minute. But there's things that I but do maybe, in my life you know. that are very OCD to people. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you took the time to make sure that you know what I understand you. I hear you. Let me see how I can figure it out. So, uh, I con- love that man. Contractors, right? Like we can't. It's been so long to get like plumbers in mm-hmm. all this stuff, and I'm like, you know what? They've been through the craziest year. They're probably so busy. Like it's not gonna do any good for me to bust anyone's balls. Yep. You know, the the least I can do is to another person that's going through it. Just like don't I'm not on a timeline. I don't need to get stressed about it when they get here. They get here. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's a lot of like reacting. It helps me react in more of a calm response. And at the end of the day, it helps me because then I don't just stress out over yeah. anything, you know. Yeah. But it's well hard. Done, it's a hard. It's For a real. hard namaste, you know. Really? Well, but that's a good well point. Done. You have a list. So now you have your. Well, now it, and it's funny you do this because this happens a lot. Right, you throw one of these stories in, and it leads me right to my next point. I'm trying, dude. I'm trying. Taking, I haven't seen the list. Taking responsibility. My thought is, I'm gonna end up doing it anyway, mm-hmm. and if I know that it's done, I don't have to stress about someone else not doing it. Right. So even if it's not the best use of my time and it screwed up my whole day, mm-hmm. it's done. Yep. And at the end of the day, if there's a complaint, complain to me because I actually did it and maybe I screwed up the paint cans. Yep. But I did it, so I don't have to blame anyone. It's like I know where they are. They're in my shed. Very good. What do you want? You want a paint can back? They're in my shed. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I threw out some rusty um, ones, but no, ahead, man, so. it, that's a beautiful story. But taking taking responsibility, the next step, right? Not that this was my fault by any means. I'm, I'm not not saying that. If you go through some sort of tragedy in your life, it's not your fault. But you do have to be willing and able to take responsibility on how you can make the change moving forward if there's something applicable to you. Yeah. Right. So now, OK, the storm came. Obviously, it's out of my control, but I am in charge of this project now. So now it's my responsibility moving forward, moving forward. So what can I do now to change the situation to make sure that that outcome doesn't doesn't happen again. And now my responsibility, and I, I kind of say it all the time to my team, is like, you know, it's great that we're in the now right now, and I, I really do focus on the present moment, but 
you know, we as, as leaders have to leave a legacy behind us, right? That's what you want to do in, in, in any industry, really. You want people to remember you for whatever it is that you want to be remembered for. And for me, it's about taking the opportunity right now to restore this facility for generations to come, right? Like this happened what can we get a name can they name it after you <laughs> a little plaque little plaque you're like they're like what's this in the budget about a dave regina <laughs> the logo gym. in the center yeah. of the gym? big no snooze logo thousand points gym. yeah my thousand point ball on the shelf um but <laughs> retired jersey from king lohaywood you're like what is that what is that uh long story guys i yeah. don't know um so you know I, I i'm focused on yes the present moments but also i want to make sure that i can help whoever it is that comes after you know, and hopefully us restoring this facility with, um, you know, new flooring and, and types of uh, material that, you know, is basically stormproof will help the next 50 years. Yeah. Because this facility is 50 years old, yeah. you know, and this is now the second time that the gym floor is completely um, rotted out. Yeah. And it was crazy, man. It was like a skate park. You know, water and wood just don't mix. No. Um, Water's the enemy. Yeah. So, but then also after you take the responsibility, building the village, Right. Related back to the tragic moment when my grandfather died. First thing we did was we had to build the village of our family to get things done. Because if we just relied on my dad or my one of my aunts to you know plan everything, it wasn't going to happen. So you have to build the village, right? So I took experts in the field and I said, you know what? I'm clearly not the expert here, but I need you on my team to make the decisions necessary to rebuild this place. Does that... Uh, yeah, the I, build the village. I, I right off the bat was like, we're what are we? We're building what, a village well, in a gym, or the gym's <laughs> in a village. <laughs> no, but, but I get but it. But your yeah, team, it takes you a know, village to, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Then we all sat down. Now that I had my little team, and we mapped out our desired outcome, not the outcome that's going to happen, but what is it that you want? So we sat there, literally, my commissioner and Can I. Can you specify? Yes, we sat there in terms of mapping out the our outcome. We said we want to be able to walk in that gym. And I want to be able to provide services on that gym floor. So what can we do to now bring in more revenue? The desired outcome is more revenue, making this um, last for generations to come. So how does it generate revenue? It gets rented out? It gets, it gets rented out. One thing that we did that we've never done before is as I'm designing this floor, okay, you have a basketball floor. Let's add volleyball lines, mm, which like is pretty it. standard. Like Let's also do pickleball. Pickleball lines. Very popular. Pickleball is one of the most popular sports in the world right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So instead of, you know, pickleballers coming in and having to tape their lines. No, they're already there. Pickleballers. Pickleballers. I don't know. Is that even a thing? No, it's, I like it. Right. So you have to literally go through this to say, well, if that's my outcome that I want, I want to be able to generate more revenue. I want this place to now be modernized. I did feel that, you know, local government in itself, the facilities, they're very institutional looking. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, how can we modernize this space to say, you know what? I'm a young father. I would want to have my kid's birthday party here. Right. Let's modernize it let's change the colors out in the gym let's make it a nice neutral gray like th these are the conversations that we did have so hopefully that gives bouncing house trampoline correct um we can host events there right you can have the after school programs stage. go in there stage lighting like we're having all of these things how can we rent out this facility and provide additional services with this one change yeah a negative turns into an opportunity and that's it's really a good excuse to do a nice reno. Exactly. And then from there, what step are we on? By the this way, this is it. This is it. Done. This that was seven. We're that was seven. This is eight. Making the plan now that you have your outcome, and executing and taking action. That's a big one. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. But for me, I, I did not realize when you demo a gym floor, you know, 
there was a there was this crazy stench in the building. I'm like, what the hell is this from? The wood is now gone. That's actually the paint that I dropped off at. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but something like this, like then you have to think, okay, well we have wall pads around the gym as well come to find out the water level was so high that it got into the foam of the wall pads an additional $35,000 of a renovation that I don't know about yeah you know what I mean so now it really is a daily checklist um can we you also get, can you get people to sponsor stuff with the town or does that work that way yeah I mean you have donate but but it's also yeah so stuff? you can do donations and stuff like that but it's a very tough process because you have local bidding that goes on yeah, so and you got to go with the be. you know you're supposed to go with the um cheapest bidder mm-hmm. and the cheapest bidder isn't always the most responsible bidder yeah so our town is good because we focus on responsible bidding mm-hmm. um like if you're just you know just throwing it in Mike the Pirelli yeah. and you don't know how to properly carry these paint cans out, I might not hire you. you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like if you threw out a general bid, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, I'll just get the mats and put my logo on everything. Exactly. There you it's go. Like, Who's this kid? Right. Um, but we also have motivation behind this too. I know, and this is just the competitive side, I know that the last time they had this storm, it took them two years to fully renovate this gymnasium. So I set a lofty timeline. What's your timeline? Before the end of the year. It happened September 1st. It'll be done. By January, do you want a GC in my house? Listen, man. Do you think? Do you think it's gonna get done? And you're like, if you could, if you're a betting man, mm-hmm. what would you put on that? You're gonna hit that timeline. My job. Really, dude? <laughs> no way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And these are all contractors that are just, which is tough because you no also shot. think about our think about our industry. I'll bet all the paint in my shed. <laughs> think, but think about this, right? We're not the only municipality that got flooded out. Oh, of course. I happen to know that Chappaqua got flooded out. Right. It's a brand new gym. Rye, Mamaronic, all brand new gyms. A lot of them are going to use the same vendors, I'm sure. So what I did was like, okay, well, how do I combat that issue now? I'm like, instead of going through the regular town process of cutting a check and then the insurance company cutting the check back to the town, Like, how can I save the town money and save time to make sure that my project goes first? Well, develop a relationship with the insurance agency itself. So now I today have four checks for four different vendors in my office already. Mm -hmm. So when I make the phone call and it's like, okay, you need that $150,000 check. It's not going to come from the town. I actually have it. I actually have it in my hand. No, no, no. I'm not going to pay you first because I need to see the job done. Yeah, yeah. But upon. Yeah, you have it. Yeah. Upon a signed contract and completion, I will pass that over to you and have it check in hand. Um, So that kind of puts me to the front of the list. Struggle, though, is once they get the check or like the deposit, then you're in the back of the list because, like, are we already locked them in? I don't know, but I'm. Do you have any timeline on there? Like, if you finish by this date, you get a type of incentive? So I have a a start date in contract. Mm hmm. Don't have a, I have an estimated lead time for materials, supplies, all that stuff. Don't have a signed contract for an end date. But I told them all, and I'm big on relationships. Look, can you get burned? Of course you can get burned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not being, But I have their word on being able to at least get very close to this timeline that I want. So if you figure it out and you deliver, I'd be very interested, and I'll ask you for uh, tips on the podcast because it- Managing a construction job is the hardest thing in in I think because the there's world. so many variables, so many moving parts, so many other people involved. Do you know away. just just to give you a, an idea yeah, of how project. big this was? Right when when you're talking about just getting everything out from the gym, yeah, we found this company and 
literally, I was hearing some, you know, it's going to take us four days. It's going to do this, blah, blah, blah. You do enough research, you can get exactly what you want. I got one company to come with 22 guys and remove this in one day. Demo the entire gym. Yeah. I mean, it was a $30,000 job in itself, Yeah, but one we got day, it done. Yeah. One day. Yeah, you would think because they're incentivized to finish efficiently. But, there, but there's but so not... many other things going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, these companies are huge companies. Yeah. This is not the only GC no, course, job they have. Uh, but it, it, it really has given me new... Uh, it's not too often that I have to di- uh, dive so deep into something brand new yeah it's good though it's like then you're like oh i figured out that i can figure out this yeah and i mean yes of course you've done you know we, we had to do a central ac in our house that we don't live in right yeah. where the, the tenants are you have to figure out different projects i remember when the basement was flooding and we had to dig trenches and figure out okay you know how do you do this to make sure that you don't do um, that again yeah. do that again and put the tenants out like i you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so you do small level things like that this is humongous which is pretty awesome this is one of the biggest things that i you're gonna learn so much it, it it's already crazy even yeah. even the the things that i'm learning now and now i'm viewed in my small circle now as the go-to for this entire storm restoration for the entire town yeah which but is the, i mean it's gonna lead to more well remember when i said back in the day i said you're gonna get into real estate in some form yeah, this yeah. is a first step listen man i, I don't know and, wasn't and, there a pergola you built too uh the pavilion that's getting done this guy's a real estate yep, guy that's getting done uh, but it's fun, man. I, I never realized I would be in that type of space. You know, I started out this whole career as a camp counselor. That's yeah. literally what got me into this industry. But it makes sense. You're organized. You're on top of things. You're task oriented. Like, it's really what you want in a project manager. I don't know. I I'm mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But there's a lot of a lot of variables. And there's already been, you know, some tough conversations with contractors that aren't able to uh, fulfill. And, and one of the, I mean, the common of these conversations is the transparency of what you want yeah you know i feel like in life we don't ask for exactly what it is that we want yeah we have an idea of certain things that we want right but if i'm your best friend and i need xyz out of you you and i do it all the time yeah you know dave i need this from you mike i need this out of you you have to be willing to have those conversations yeah. be because direct. if you can't you know and and i see it a lot like it's like you want to say something to somebody yeah, you might offend them a little bit, but as long as your delivery and your approach is okay, people are willing to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I've had to say no to some contractors. Yeah, Just yeah. look, it's not going to work out. Yeah. But I ask for exactly what it is that I want. Yeah. And you're either going to get it or you're not going to get it. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be some hiccups along the way because there's a lot of variables that, that you were talking yeah. about. Uh, but we'll see, man. I'll keep you posted on it. But I just thought, you know, based off that conversation that I had in that one-on-one, um, it was something I was like, well, how can I, what, what type of tragedy am I going through? Yeah. And it's not me personally, you know, this is a tragic moment for the town that we work in. For on the construct, on the contracting conversation and construction, I was thinking about this a lot lately and we were talking about hedging your bets and hedging risk and all that stuff. Yep. So a lot of times people get in trouble with a budgets and timelines on houses. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a huge fan of the flip model. A lot of I've helped clients do it, yep. but I always caution that it's all about market timing and managing the renovation because if you miss your market, if you go way over budget, there's a lot of variables that screw up your benefit. So what I thought about and what I've been thinking about is a way that keeps the training wheels on and basically limits your downside is if you actually live in the property. Mm. If you buy a property, you might want to do a flip. Mm-hmm. If you live in it, which is how kind of Dan and I have approached things. Yeah, that's your model now. I'm, we're so delayed in everything we wanted to do 
but it doesn't affect us because we're still enjoying, enjoying the house. Yeah. We we got a mortgage that we can afford, so it's not like we're in a rush, mm-hmm. which helps with hedging that because we're not losing our shirt just because of delays. And worst case scenario, we'll just live in the property. Say the project never gets off the ground. We're still there. We're still happy. So right. it's it's something that a lot of people hear, like, I want to get in real estate, and they immediately default to flipping, mm-hmm. where I would argue maybe default to buying something that has tenants in it already, or you can move into, and it works as a stepping stone for your family because it's, it's a lot more easily managed. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't swing for the stars, but- there's a lot of elements of construction that you cannot control. Right. And the more you have in control, the better chances. And construction's like And with I've, a hostile market. I mean this this market well, is Well, yeah, crazy. the market you, you never saw know the what's projections happen in the market. Saw the projections for twenty two. Hey, uh, you're seeing it here on the No Snows podcast. Sixty real estate market appreciation. Yeah. Oof. That'd be nice. Fire. Tough though. It's it like, is tough. If you don't have having purchased a property, it's only gonna get harder. Mm-hmm. Um Th- but- this is a sad moment for people who have not gotten into real estate yet. And and, and by There's the other hear me out. No, no, of course, no, 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 no. But I'm saying for, if you look at a real estate market and you look over history, right, the past 100, 200 years, the market was built for first-time home buyers. Besides, I mean, I think it was what? In the 60s and 70s, you had interest rates up to like 13%, something yeah, it's you know, cool. ridiculous. Th- what this market is unfortunately doing is putting a lot of first-time home buyers on the back burner because you have so many current homeowners trying to circulate in their housing, mm-hmm. and you're always going to be strong. Well, most of the time, you'll be stronger as somebody who already has assets versus somebody that's a first-time home buyer, unless mm-hmm. you have you know cash in hand or something like that. Um, but I've seen a lot of personal friends of mine, and and it's. By unfortunate, I don't mean like you can't do it. Of course you could do it. I've seen a lot of friends of mine get beat on 30, 40, 50 houses. They're searching, and they want to get into real estate so bad. And I blame the market, you know, because they're always getting beat by somebody who, you know, is downsizing or somebody's moving yeah, from the city. Yeah, somebody's moving from the city, now wants more space. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's from all angles. I don't know. This is a personal thought of mine. I don't know how much lower interest rates can go. Right, because they're sub three. They've yep. been sub three for some time. I mean, you're you're in the twos. Can you go one nine nine? I mean, cool. That's like ridiculous. The, it's got to go up. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know when or at what rate they're gonna go up, but I don't see a change for a little while. Right. Well, you know, I don't, correct. But it's not. I, I don't. I don't think it's going down. Well, we're not really like. I don't think it's going down yet either. So yes. yeah, I don't think it's going down. I but mean, I don't it, know who's it's tough. It's. That's another thing. It's like you don't know what's going to happen, so you got to operate with what the data you have now yep. and have your best, mm-hmm. do your best, and and plan for if the market tanks, can I live in this property? Can I still afford it? And if the answer is yes, move forward, and then hope that it's a better scenario where it actually goes up and you make some money mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. So, so I should probably hold off on the pool and all that stuff. Huh? There's just so many ways to make money right now. It's crazy because of the the printing press keeps going cryptocurrencies, all that other stuff. You just got to be like, what's the opportunity cost? Yep. That's what you got to keep asking yep. yourself. Like, can I put it somewhere else? And then in two years, a year down the line, it'll pay for itself anyway. Right. Like I'll make it back anyway, mm-hmm. but easier said than done. Yeah. Pound, my brother. Phenomenal episode. This will bring us to my favorite section, Dave's Dime of the Week. Dimes, dimes, dimes. Got to wait a minute. Because the dime, they fall. So oh, they, yeah, trickle, they down. trickle down. 
Tragedy is a tool for the living to use as wisdom, not a guide by which to live by. Okay? So think about this. And this happens a lot. We go through, and I saw this in my own family when it came to my grandfather passing away. The tragic loss of my grandfather ruined a lot of us. But there's been certain individuals that have held on to this tragedy and held on to this loss to where they can't, they still have not been able to get back to normal, caused additional health issues with, in themselves, right? And, and I'm not saying that there's a timeline of you needing to get over things, but if you change the perspective and you look at the good times and you utilize all of the experiences that you had with my grandfather and you use that as the wisdom to keep you going, it's a much better approach and something that's going to allow you to turn the tragedy into a triumphant moment. Well said. Should end on that. <laughs> uh, I, I, Miguel's mantra. Do I coming in the back end on this, or should we end on that? That was no, pretty good. No, let's go. I, I want to repeat what I said earlier in the episode. Clutter is deferred decisions because that's something where I can really improve in my life. House, I got clothes that I've just never thrown out because I'm stubborn. I'm like, yeah, "Eh, I'll probably use in the future. But it's like, just make the decision. Free up the mind. Free up space for new opportunity. I love that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when it comes to, it's funny. When it comes to business, extremely uh, organized. Me. When it comes to like the clothing thing you're talking about, dude. Yeah, everyone's got their. My t-shirts, my wife thinks I'm a hoarder. Right. And, and I struggle because it, it's almost I, I, I do embody. Um, do are you, all your t- this is a I'm, not, I'm not being a jerk. A hoarder, yeah. I'm not being a jerk. I'm 100 percent serious. Do all your clothes fit? Yes. So they're all from Think this about era. basketball. Teams. Are they no, all from no, this no. era? Dude, oh. I have a shirt that says 2002 St. Joseph's basketball tournament. It's pretty but awesome. to it's me, a fire shirt. to me, my yeah, wife yeah. is like, uh, so to me, I'm like, I need this shirt. It's a memory. It's almost 20 oh, years old. So you're like, she's like, yeah, it's I've 20 no years old. When it throw comes to it clothing. out. Yeah. So I definitely need to get a little more organized in that aspect of my life because what I've been doing is when we move to places, I just store it in like the attics and they're in bins. Yeah, same thing with my sneakers, man. Mm. I I have the issue of like it's either shrunk at some point, like I've shrunk it. I've fluctuated crazy. So like I have no original suits. None of them fit. Now some are a little tight. So I rotate with the weight, which then forces me to get rid of stuff because they don't fit. See, I got lucky because when I was- It's very frustrating. When I was skinny, skinny- you were it was clothes. in to wear extra large, extra, extra large. You were just growing into your shell. Now right? that I happen to be an extra large Justin Anthony Sanchez, it all still fits. Maybe you should start an OnlyFans and start <laughs> giving out clothes to all the fans. Because I'm sure there'd be people involved. <laughs> That's in that. good. Speaking of OnlyFans, I might start one. But until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. And go vote for your boy. Yeah, throw some votes. Are we going to win? Like, subscribe. Uh, appreciate the support. Check out nosnewshop.com. That's another Epi in the books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at nosnoozepodcast.